everyone, and welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. Uh, I thought Fridays would be a little bit better for doing the release of the Soper's Chat. Uh, let me know your thoughts, though. If you like Thursdays, we'll go back to Thursdays. Otherwise, I think I'll stick with Fridays from now, and I think it kind of works out better for everybody. But we've got a lot to talk about this week, uh, mainly because in the last two weeks, I've been trying to get ready for a strawberry festival. And in the process of getting ready for the strawberry festival, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. You might be able to relate. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about getting ready, well, taking it a little bit further. Um if you sell soaps, um, we're going to kind of touch base on uh, selling at vending events, festivals, uh, different things like that, um, and kind of go from there. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research, and the more I research, the more I find I'm not giving myself enough credit turning my hobby into a business. So it's kind of been a learning lesson for me. But we're going to touch on that. We're going to also talk about our fragrance oil of the week, which is lavender fragrance oil, not to be mistaken by lavender essential oil. I like lavender essential oil, but we're going to focus on the lavender fragrance oil this week. Also, we're going to look at the mica of the week, which is a yellow, not to be uh, uh, mixed up with lemon color. We're talking about like a sunshine yellow. And we're going to also look at the YouTuber of the week. So we're going to start out first with our lavender essential oil. So this one I can uh, kind of, it hits home. Uh, not too long ago, I had to look for a lavender fragrance oil so I could use it in candles and wax melts. Uh, it was um, something I attended a, a conference last year, Old Sage Bothcarians Conference, and uh, one of the presenters, Cindy, she runs uh, candlesandsupplies.net. She's a wonderful person. She was talking about how it's not a good idea to use essential oils in candles and wax melts, which makes sense because that can be a little bit hazardous to aminals. Um, so that's something I took into consideration. So I started looking for fragrance oils and not every lavender fragrance oil is made the same. Uh, I quickly found that out. Uh, some of the ones that I got had a little bit of a vanilla scent to them. Some of them were powdery. It wasn't the lavender I was used to, which was more of the lavender essential oil or, and I have a lavender plant, so I know what it smells like. So it's, it's pretty spot on there when you're trying to find, um, I shouldn't say spot on, but it's, it's one of those things where yet yeah, when you, when you know what you're looking for, it's kind of hard to find. Uh, so I'm going to touch base and with some of these that I'm going to go over, I can kind of tell you personal experience. Uh, so for example, um, and I'll let you know when I have personal experience with them. Um, but Lavender Bath and Body has one. They, I noticed with all of them, they really, for the most part, don't have vanilla content. So I'll touch base on the ones that do have vanilla content, which kind of surprised me. Um, but they don't have vanilla content on theirs, but they also don't say what the usage rate is on those, on theirs. So in that kind of situation, you may want to reach out with them to double check or just use the one ounce per pound of oil, uh, which a lot of people do. Um, otherwise, um, uh, just check with them and find out what their usage rate is. So IFRA is nine, uh, and then just kind of adjust accordingly. And Flaming Candle, uh, they have it. They didn't say how much they, if they have a vanilla content in theirs, but their maximum usage rate, that is the max that you can use it for it to be safe for skin. 
was 14.18. Again, as before, that's not the amount you want to use. That would kind of go into overkill. Uh, so you want to definitely scale that back depending on need. Uh, wholesale Supplies Plus, theirs is a zero vanilla content as well. Uh, their max usage rate was 6.66%. I won't discuss that. kind of gave me a chuckle. Uh, Nature's Gardens, they didn't have a straight lavender fragrance oil. They have lavender flowers and French lavender. I don't really care for the lavender flowers. I, I got a big bottle of it. I wasn't happy with it, and that kind of surprised me. But individual results may vary. Uh, their lavender flowers is a 0% vanilla content. French lavender has a 6%, so it's going to make your soaps pretty brown. Uh, both of them had a, a max usage rate of 5%. Now, Rustic, Rustic Essentials has a Clementine Lavender, zero vanilla content, and no restriction. So that was kind of something that was nice to see. Now, Indigo Fragrance also has one. I haven't tried theirs. I might have tried theirs. I can't remember. I don't think so, because if it was good, I would have just jumped on it and used it. Um, I don't remember, so I apologize. Uh, but theirs is a vanilla content of 1.40%. Uh, with a max usage rate of 36%. So, wow, that's a lot. But, like I said, scale it back. Uh, Fragrance Bunny Fragrance Buddy, uh, has Lavender Fields, which is a 0% vanilla content. And their usage rate was 25%. So, the max usage rate was 25%. Be Scented. Now, let me tell you. I got their Lavender Fragrance Oil many moons ago. And I liked it. And then they didn't have it for the longest time, and I was kind of bummed because I was looking for that when I was trying to find lavender fragrance oil, and they didn't have it, so I was like, oh, so I, I had to go and do my search. Uh, but then they came back, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting a pound of that right on it. So I do have a pound of it, and going forward, I'm going to use that from now on um, with a caveat, and I'll discuss the caveat a little bit later. But they don't have a restriction on their max usage rate, and they don't have vanilla content. Um, but like I said, with the max usage rate, scale it back. And then we have uh, Nature's Fragrance. Theirs is Lavender Breeze. has a 0.6 vanilla content, so it might kind of give it a little bit of a little bit of a tan. And 10%, excuse me, is their usage rate, max usage rate. Uh, soap making with Lisa, they don't have it right now, but they had Lavender Dreams. Uh, they're actually the one I like to get my lavender essential oil. It's the 4042 from. It's kind of my go-to because when I make my uh, soaps, my cold process soaps, I actually use the lavender essential oil. I prefer it. So that's my go-to fragrance uh, essential oil for my lavender essential oil soap. So I go to her. But when she offered the lavender dreams, it was at a 1% vanilla content. Um... Usually her max usage is about 3.5. Um, didn't have it listed on the post that I found on hers, but again, she sold out. Um, it might be something she will make available in the future if you're not part of the Soap Making with Lisa group. Why? Uh, Candle Science, that's, that's the one I ended up using um, because it was the most like the lavender that I had found. It was the one that smelled the most like lavender essential oil to me uh, from the ones that I had purchased. So that was the one I kind of preferred at the time and still do. Uh, now theirs is a 0% vanilla content and it's between 3 and 6% on the usage rate, the max usage rate. 
Uh, Brambleberry also has one. I uh, haven't tried theirs yet. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of, uh, because I'm on the other side of the pond here, um, there in the Pacific Northwest, I'm over in the uh, New York, upstate New York area. So it's kind of like sea to shining sea there. Um, so I haven't tried it. Um, I can't say one way or the other. So uh, if you have used Brambleberries or any of the others, uh, please weigh in. You can do so by either uh, joining the Soapers Chat Facebook group or emailing me at soaperschat at outlook.com or you can comment on the Podbean. Uh, so there's a number of different ways you can contact me there. Uh, moving forward, we have... Um, uh, now, with Brambleberry, of course, you have to use their calculator. Uh, it looks like they're starting to slowly incorporate usage rates into some of their fragrance oils, but that particular one, you got to use their calculator on. Uh, Nurture Soap and Matt Oils did not have any lavender. They had blends like a lavender chamomile, so they didn't have anything straight like that. Lone Star Candle Supply has it. Didn't say how much their vanilla content was. I reckon they probably don't have one, but they're... Uh, Usage rate, the maximum is 100%. Like I said, scale it back. Uh, Candlesandsupplies.net. Theirs is a 0% vanilla content and 45.60 is the max usage rate. Bulk Apothecary. Now, the, the rest of the ones that I have on this list, they didn't say how much their vanilla content is, so I'll just leave it like that. If you do want to reach out to them to check, that would I would suggest that before... If you're concerned about the vanilla, vanilla content, reach out and check with the companies first before purchasing. But bulk apothecary was between 1% and 5%. Just scent was 1 ounce per pound of oil. Peak fragrance oil is on the board this week. They didn't say how much their usage rate was, so that's something you might want to reach out to them. And Essential Depot is also on the board this week. Uh, they also didn't have, theirs actually said no restriction. So in the kind of situation where you've got such a high usage rate, you may want to scale it back and maybe do, you know, maybe one ounce per pound of oil or even half an ounce per pound of oil. Uh, just depends on how strong the fragrance is. So keep that in mind when you're looking at lavender fragrance oil. So again, if you have experience with any of those companies, or maybe I didn't touch base on one of the companies that you like to use, let me know. I would definitely like to be able to provide other people information on how something performed, or better yet, if you haven't left them a review, leave them a review. Reviews are fantastic for other soapers so that they know what to expect with the fragrance oil. So good, bad, neutral. Fragr reviews are so beneficial. It helps us determine, hey, do I really want to buy that? Yeah. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is the YouTuber of the week, Wickedly Goods. Now, I'm going to preface this with the uh, mention that uh, she is not PG-13. Uh, she is not PG-16. Well, I guess she could be PG-16. Um, but if you have small children and you don't want them to hear more adult language, yeah, don't listen to her while or watch her videos while you have the small children in. Otherwise, you're going to have to explain things or watch them giggle. Uh, so I have no children in the household. Um, I have a 25-year-old, but that doesn't count. Um, yeah, so I watch her videos. I love watching her videos. It's kind of neat to see somebody that is, um, you can kind of hear them while they think out loud, so which is fantastic. I really enjoy watching her. Um, it, it's kind of sad to hear her sometimes call herself, and I apologize, dickhead, but I'm like, you're not, you're awesome. Keep up the great work. You do fantastic work. I love seeing some of the, the creations that you come up with. 
And she's real. She's not going to um, try to hide failures, um, which some of them, it's like, wow, you call that a failure? It looks a lot better than some of the stuff I can do. So uh, some of her uh, recent videos, she's been, oh, she's had some beautiful ones lately. Um, but she's done some fantastic coloring. She's based out of Australia. Uh, she's another one of our Australia ones. Um, the one I had before was, uh, what is it? Shay? Shay and Goods? I can't remember. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, uh, she is a more mature soaper. Uh, so if you're looking for YouTubers to watch and you don't have small children around that can uh, emulate some of the stuff they hear, then she would definitely be a YouTuber to watch. The next thing we're going to talk about, and I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, is the yellow mica. I, I'm a, I'm a, I like yellow. I don't know. Um, and of course you have situations where you have a magic yellow, which turns orange before it cures yellow, um, uh, which can be frustrating and panicky if you don't know it's going to do that. So, um, I'm talking more like a sunshine yellow. So if you have any soaps that you've made using like a sunshine yellow color, join the Soapers Chat Facebook group. I would love to see them. Now, speaking of Facebook groups, our Facebook group of the week is Next Level Take Your Soap Business to New Heights. I'll include a link in the comments below uh, on the podcast. Uh, but the creator of the group is Molly Elmore. She's uh, a businesswoman. She's got several businesses, but she's kind of like a soaping coach. So she'll help you transition from soaping being a hobby to soaping being a business if you're serious about taking that next step. And to be honest, I, I really didn't feel like I was there yet until I took a look at kind of it's one of those things where you kind of look at your own reflection of yourself and you're like, wow, I, I really want to take my soaping to the next level and, and turn this into a business. And she has a fantastic way of kind of getting you motivated to do that. She does kind of like daily affirmations, which is nice to be able to see those. I only recently joined the group, but I'm going back. I'm back a month now watching all the videos and I'm still going further back. Um, she does offer coachings. Um, they vary in price. It, it's not for the faint of heart, though. I'll be honest, I can't afford it just yet, but it is something that I want to save up for to be able to afford. Um, so I was kind of happy to see a couple of soapers that I recognize were taking advantage of her coachings, which is really nice to see. I love to see their successes. And I root for anybody who wants to take their soaping to the next level and have a business. So kudos to you if you are moving in that direction, or if you're thinking about moving in that direction, you may want to look into her group. You don't have to necessarily buy anything. Um, it would be beneficial to her if you did, um, but even more so, she's providing a lot of useful information free of charge. Uh, and if you want to take the next level, like her boot camps and things like that, she's providing the ability for you to do so. So it is a wonderful, generous thing that she is providing to the soaping community and business community in general, because anything that you learn from her, you could translate to any other businesses as well. So it's definitely a worthwhile endeavor. All right, and transitioning from that information, I want to talk about selling your soaps. Now, if you're going to be selling your soaps or you're already selling your soaps, this episode, of course, is being dedicated to you. I'll admit, I've been selling for a few years now, and I still feel like a newbie, and I'll, I'm still learning. 
So you should really always be learning. This means you're willing to keep things moving in a positive direction. And also because trends change and customers change. Um, some things I've noticed in the process over the last few years that I feel like might help are things like have insurance. Not only is this going to protect you, mainly it's going to protect your customers, but primarily it's going to protect you. Um, it always feels like insurance is one of those necessary evils. Um, it feels like it's an inconvenient expense, but there's going to be that one time where you're like, oh, thank goodness I have that insurance. Oh, also in some states, you're going to need to be licensed. You're going to have to have a tax ID. Um, you may need other things that go with your state so or even your town or your city. So what you may even want to do is check with your small business center to find out what you're going to need because every state is different. Uh, for example, Florida has specific rules with, that govern making soap, which are definitely different than, say, for example, Iowa. So you always want to check on that and make sure that you're not going to run into any trouble there. Uh, also do your research on your locations. Uh, anywhere you're going to be selling, you want to make sure it's going to be worthwhile. How long has, has the event been around? How much traffic do they get? How many vendors do they have? How many soaping vendors do they have? So you don't want to be in a situation where, say for example, there's 60 vendors and 10 of them are soaping vendors. So that would be kind of... Uh, not only that, say for example... Uh, the venue hasn't done any advertising and you may end up with like six customers if you're lucky. So you definitely want to do some scoping out. Um, one other thing is I found that a checklist is phenomenal because there's always going to be that one thing you forgot to bring and it just will give you a headache. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I forgot to bring that. Um, also, uh, your display. You're going to notice your display changing every single time. So uh, originally when I started out, um, I can't remember my first time whether or not I had a, a nice display or not. I know that at one point I decided I, w I wanted a, like a stacking display. Um, I did a lot of research on it, Pinterest, the Googler, uh, other Facebook uh, groups. Um, I just, I was looking at what did everybody else do. So I was kind of inspecting the displays and I found one that I really liked and it happened to be that the, uh, I found it on Etsy and it was fantastic. So I went ahead and, and bought, uh, it was four different, it was two different types of, di of, of display racks, um, two of each. And I think it was a fantastic buy and I still want to kind of evolve my displays so you're constantly learning and growing from that i think my one regret display was one for wax melts it was just too big and cumbersome so that was one thing there uh, if you can get an extra pair of hands preferably two or more pairs uh, that would be helpful um i could not honestly do this without the help of my fiance uh, my best friend has joined the the uh, the fold, and she's a sellaholic, so I'm really appreciative of them. Um, if you can, if you have little ones, try to avoid bringing them to the vending events, um, especially if they have to stay occupied, because it's very challenging to try to keep an eye on them, your products, and your customers. Um, I don't have any little ones, but... Uh, last year we had a situation at one of the vending events that someone brought their kids and they were just running up and down the aisles and that 
was kind of distracting and I saw a couple of customers were kind of irritated by it. Um, but they kept going back over to their mom's uh, vending booth and, and trying to stay over there when she called them back over. But in a, a big venue, that can get nerve-wracking, especially with, you know, not so honest people going there. Um, so if, if, if you don't have to bring them, it might be a good thing. Now, you may have a situation where your kids are well-behaved, and if that's the case, fantastic. Even better, if they're older, you might even be able to put them to work. Um, so that would always be a good thing. Um, now one other thing is learn from other vendors and what that means is they're going to be a wealth of knowledge, number one. So get to know them. Um, also look at their setups. Uh, you never know. You might learn something from them. I learned, uh, a couple years ago from one of the vendors about a couple of other vending events that were available to me. And I also saw that she was noting everywhere she was going to be on a piece of paper and handing it to the customers so that if they wanted to buy from her again, they would know where to go for the rest of the year, which was fantastic. So it was information I, I absorbed from that. Um, also, make sure your prices are easy to find. Um, it will cost you customers if they can't find where your prices are. Um, some of them will be nice and ask, some of them won't. Um, but if they can find your prices easily, that's always good. I have some uh, plastic placards that I have my prices on. I have three three or four of them. And I put them all over the place. So it's, it's hard not to find something with my prices on it. Um, imagine if you're kind of looking at the ground, you wouldn't find the prices. But yeah. Uh, bring a pen and paper. There's always something you'll, you'll remember, you want to remember for next time. You'll want to write it down very handy. Also bring tissues and napkins. You would be really surprised how often those have come in handy for me. I also have a garbage can. So if somebody wants to throw something away that they happen to get from another vendor, I have the ability to do that. Hey, I'll take that for it. It really kind of helps build your customer base too, if you think about it, because you can open up to a conversation with them. Oh, how was the food over there? How, you know, you can really open up and it helps with sales too. Um, take credit. Uh, what is it? Square, the Square Reader, PayPal, if you have like a, a, a bank that lets you have a card reader. I found that one of the sales I went to, when they found out that I took credit, they jumped all over it. Now, in that particular situation, uh, all of the vendors were craft vendors, they weren't multi level marketing. So, they, a lot of them only took cash. And when the people came to the event, a lot of them had stopped at ATMs and got like $20, 40 whatever, but they were in increments of 20 So number one, I had change to be able to, to make for them. But when they saw that I took credit, they, they were very happy. And in some cases, I was able to sell more product because they were able to buy more and they were able to save the money that they brought for the other vendors that were only taking cash. So that was a good event for me. Um, I saw on one of the um, pages that I had looked at uh, with regards to uh, selling, one of them mentioned that uh, Saturdays are always better than Sundays, and I'll admit that that is the case from what I've seen. Uh, you may still get lucky on a Sunday event, so keep that in mind. If it's a, if it's a multi-day event, Saturday, Sunday usually is my experience. You're probably going to do better on Saturdays and Sundays. 
I, I remember I couldn't go to a Saturday event, but I could go to a Sunday of, this, of the same one. And I'm kicking myself for not going to the Saturday because I co probably could have made some decent money then. Oh, uh, well, it was a learning lesson. That was the good news. Always a learning opportunity there. Um, also, I'm still learning this one. Try to resist the temptation to make a lot of fragrances. Oh my goodness, that's a big one for me because I love different fragrances. Uh, I probably won't follow that one, so... <laughs> But yeah, I really hope that some of this information is helpful. If you have uh, suggestions to help other soapers, soapers chat, Facebook group, bring it, uh, you know, go on there and, and post for everybody to see. I strongly suggest doing it there as opposed to uh, sending me an email. I will still talk about it. Uh, if you, if you message me, I'll still bring it up and, you know, as a follow up, blah, blah, blah. But it would be so beneficial that others would be able to see and, and learn from it. And like I said, I'm still learning. I'm going through all of the information. Like, for example, I went to, and I'll provide the, the links to the places that I went to. So like realgolddigger.com, she had selling at a farmer's market. Uh, she had some really good information there. Uh, Soap Making School has a blog. It, it's from 2012, but it was things that she had learned on um, selling um, at uh, a farmer's market, but that's still very relevant to selling. I mean, craft shows, farmer's markets, festivals. She had a lot of really good information on there. She And she actually broke it down into parts. So she had like part one, part two, part three. And even though it was, wow, can you believe it? 2012 was like seven years ago. It's still relevant. Um, and then there was Soap Biz Kit, uh, how to sell at a soap craft fair uh, they had one and the big one that I I still I printed it out because I felt it was so worthwhile to have um, and I'll provide a link to the group page uh, Tina Monick and I apologize if I butchered her name um, she makes has a soap making handbook but she also provided on the Facebook group how to boost sales at vendor shows and it's also it's called how to boost sales at vendor shows and the two magic words that will help and one thing that stood out to me was talking to people. Um, like, for example, she mentioned that her mother saw somebody with tattoos that was uh, across from their uh, display. And she was like, I love your tattoos! Well, the woman came over and ended up buying soap. It's like, fantastic! I had a situation once where somebody had beautiful colored hair. And I'm like, I love your hair! She bought a couple bars of soap. So it was really funny. But it's it's one example of how you can help build your sales is by interacting with people. So that was a big one. And one that still stands out to me to this day is stand up. If you can stand up, stand up, interact with your customers. Um, that way they don't feel like they're inconveniencing you. If you're sitting down, they're going to feel like, oh, I'm getting into their space. I don't want to bother them. And that's going to cost you sales. So if you can stand up, it, it's definitely encouraged. I can tell you that Tomorrow I have a craft show. It's a, a strawberry festival that I'm going to be attending as a vendor. And I made sure to invest in one of those um, gel pads to stand on. And let me tell you, I'm looking forward to that because, man, sometimes standing for long periods of time, oh, it's just a pain on your feet. But I do hope that this information has been helpful to you. Uh, I'm still digging into the group page of the uh, for Molly Elmore, the next level, take your soap business to the new heights, uh, because I am kind of geared up and I and it's inspiring to be able to go, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. So 
very impressive. And if you have any questions, um, well, of course, she's going to be more of an expert than I am. But definitely go to her group. Join her group. It's there for you. Um, if you can afford to take it to the next level, do so. Um, if you have any questions about anything else from our program today, please feel free to email me, soaperschat at outlook.com. Feel free to visit the Facebook group, Soper's Chat. Uh, otherwise, have a great time, great weekend, and we'll see you again next Friday. And I'll also let you know how everything went yesterday. So have a great weekend. Bye.